0: بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله والصلاة والسلام على رسول الله وعلى آله وصحبه ومواله أما بعد السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا ومرحبا بكم Welcome back to Unlocking Hearts I'm your host Munna Irshad Siddiq And in this program we focus on a summary of the juz of the day And then zoom into one particular verse for us to make tafakkur and tadabbur Or ponder and reflect on the meanings of the Qur'an with the hope that Allah Ta'ala makes us from among those who reflect on the Qur'an and not from among those who have locks upon their hearts since these are the two options Allah lays before us in the Qur'an. Alhamdulillah today we look at Juz 17 of the Qur'an which contains two surahs in their entirety Suratul anbiya as well as Suratul hajj The focus of this Juz is on the third and fourth pillars of faith namely the messengers and the messages. in other words the Rusul, and the Kutub. Suratul Al-Anbiya focuses on the messengers, their stories and struggles, while Suratul Al-Hajj focuses on the message of the prophets, a message of monotheism or tawheed, worship or ibadah, and righteous conduct. The Hajj is focused on as a symbol of all three. Hajj is the ultimate act of worship based on pure monotheism that builds in us the best of character. Surat Al-Anbiya gives us a snapshot of the lives of 16 prophets and a glimpse of how each of these stories ended. Every prophet is briefly mentioned except Ibrahim alayhi salatu who is a primary focus of both of these surahs. The Pagans of Mecca considered themselves followers of Ibrahim a.s., so a lot of the early Meccan revelation focused on reminding them of the true message of Ibrahim a.s., which was exactly the same as the message of Prophet Muhammad Wasallam. Both suwar begin with strong warnings about the end of times. And one nice word to describe this subject matter in the Qur'an is eschatology, the study of death and what comes after death. These passages serve as firm reminders to embrace the message quickly before the hour comes. Allah makes it clear that mankind does not have the luxury of time to wait and make excuses for rejecting the truth. Allah says, Mankind's reckoning has drawn near, but they turn away heedlessly. No fresh reminder comes to them from their Lord, but they listen to it playfully. Their hearts are distracted. The wrongdoers confer secretly. Is this anything but a mortal like you? Will you take to sorcery with open eyes? That's the beginning of Suratul anbiya The beginning of Suratul hajj on the other hand also reminds us of the year after, especially the coming of the last day with the frightening scenery that Allah Ta'ala lays the Surah open with. Allah says, O people, be conscious of your Lord. The quaking of the hour is a tremendous thing. On the day when you will see it, every nursing mother will discard her infant and every pregnant woman will abort her load spontaneously. And you will see the people in a drunken state, though they are not really drunk, but the punishment of Allah is severe. May Allah protect us and make us successful on that day. A core theme of Surah Al-Anbiya is that Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi was not the first prophet and the claims made against him were not made for the first time. Every excuse made by the Quraysh is tackled and they are reminded that every messenger before him was also a human just like them. It is not the way of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to send malaika or angels as messengers. Allah reminds them further that the message of Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Wasallam is actually consistent with the message of those who came before him. The surah leaves absolutely no excuse for disbelieving in the truth. The core focus of the surah is the prophets of the past and their similarities to Prophet Muhammad sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam in both message and challenges. We learn about the struggles of the prophets Lut, Nuh, Musa, Dawood, Ayyub, and Yunus والسلام, along with many others. In all these stories, the end is the same. Victory was given to the Prophet and those who followed him. The Surah was revealed as both a warning to the Quraysh and a source of hope and optimism for the Prophet وسلم, and his followers. Surah Al-Anbiya reflects on the creation of the heavens and the earth while this Surah, in other words Suratul hajj really calls on us to reflect on our own existence. Between the two we are given a lot to reflect on, all of which should lead to the same conclusion. We must devote our lives to serving our Creator. There are different opinions on whether Suratul al-Hajj is makkan or madanan. The strongest opinion seems to be that it is actually a mixture of makki and madani suwar, or verses rather. The surah was most likely revealed around the time of the hijrah with part of it revealed before and part of it after. This explains why it is difficult to categorize. The second half of the surah focuses on the test of life, an important reminder for the migrants who had just left Makkah in exile. The story of Prophet Ibrahim salatu wasalam, is once again a central focus of this surah. The story of how he built the Kaaba and called people for hajj is mentioned as a sign of hope. Nabi Ibrahim, wasalam, of course, did not see the multitudes arriving for Hajj during his lifetime. Today, except in COVID times, of course, millions of people respond each year to his call. This was a powerful and hopeful reminder to Rasulullah sallallahu wasallam that he too would one day be successful and return to Allah subhanahu wa taala. Now, the verse that we really want to focus on for Jews number seventeen. Appears towards the beginning of Surah Al Hajj. It's a beautiful verse that summarizes our lives on earth, and it's worthwhile taking out some time to reflect on this verse and its implications for how we live our lives. The verse in question is Surah 22, Surah Al Hajj, ayah number 5. Qala Allah Azza wa Ya ayyuha O people, in kuntum fi ريب minal ba'athi. If you are in doubt, About the resurrection. فَإِنَّا خَلَقْنَاكُمْ مِّن تُرَابِ Then indeed we, Allah, we created you from dust. ثُمَّ مِّن نُطَفَ Then from a drop of semen. ثُمَّ مِّن عَلَقَ Then from a substance that clings on. ثُمَّ مِّن مُضْغَ Then from an embryonic lump, مُخَلَّقَ that is partly formed ghairi مُخَلَّقَ And partly unformed لِنُبَيِّنَ لَكُمْ In order that we make clear to you وَنُقِرُّ فِي الْأَرْحَامِ And we cause to settle in the wombs manasha Whatever we will إِلَى أَجَلٍ musamma, To an appointed term ثُمَّ نُخْرِجُكُمْ طفلا, Then we extract you as a child, as a baby. ثُمَّ أَشُدَّكُمْ Then we allow you to reach your maturity, or we cause you to reach your maturity. From among you, there are those who will be taken. In other words, they will be made to die. And from among you, there are those who will be subjected to an abject age. An age that is considered a disgraceful or age without dignity. لِكَيْ لَا يَعْلَمَ مِنْ بَعْدِ عِلْمٍ شيئة. To reach a point where you would know nothing after having attained knowledge. الْأَرْضَ هَامِدَةً And you see the earth barren. فَإِذَا أَنزَلْنَا عَلَيْهَا الماء. And then when we, Allah, send down the water upon it, اِهْتَزَّتْ it stirs, warabat, and it grows, and it springs forth in, the, in growth, min kulli bahij, every type of beautiful pear, every type of beautiful species of plant. Subhanallah. There's a lot to be said about the imagery that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings forth in this ayah, but we'll suffice to say, that Allah Rabbul Izzati is drawing our attention to the cycles of life, demonstrating that everything that we've been exposed to in this creation works in cycles. What makes us assume that all of a sudden the cycle of life ends when we die? What makes us assume that there's not a stage thereafter, that there isn't a point of rebirth, that there isn't a point of new growth? If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can give life to dead land, then what makes us think that he is unable to give life to dead beings? Subhanallah. I hope and pray that you've benefited. I certainly have. Now we take a moment to turn to our Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala in supplication. Al-Fatiha. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاكبة للمتقين والجنة للموحدين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين اللهم لك الحمد كله ولك الشكر كله اللهم لك الحمد كما ينبغي لجلال وجهك ولعظيم سلطانك فلك الحمد يا رب لا نحصي ثناءا عليك أنت كما أثنيت على نفسك فلك الحمد حتى ترضى ولك الحمد إذا رضيت ولك الحمد بعد الرضا ولك الحمد إذا رضيت أنا دائما أبدا اللهم صلِّ وسلِّم على سيدنا محمدٍ في الأولين وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الآخرين وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد في كل وقت وحين وصلي وسلم على سيدنا محمد في الملأ الأعلى إلى يوم الدين يا مولانا يا رب العالمين يا رب يا الله these weak, humble, sinning servants your servants يا الله we turn to you in prayer and supplication Ya Rabb, we turn to no one else but You alone. Ya Allah, we have no one besides You. We have no refuge except You. Ya Allah, there is no power, there is no ability except from You. Ya Allah, You are are our Rabb, and You are Rabbul Alameen. Ya Allah, You are the Rabb of everything in existence, and You are the Rabb of these weak, humble servants. Ya Allah, we turn our hands to You, and we turn our hearts to You. We turn our gazes to You, Ya Allah, and we beg of You to grant us of your mercy Ya Ya Allah grant us of your forgiveness Ya Ghafoorun Ya Rahim, Ya Maliki Yawmiddin Ya Allah owner of the day of judgment master of the day of judgment Ya Allah these Suar have reminded us very sternly about that day that day when nothing will benefit no wealth or no children will bring any benefit the only benefit will be those who come to you with a sound heart Ya Allah, we beg of you to allow us to live lives that will lead to success on that day, that day when we meet you. Ya Allah, we beg of you to grant us good life. Ya Allah, we beg of you to grant us good deaths, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we beg of you to take our souls away and make our last words say, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa Ya Rabb, we beg of you to allow us to die in a good state. Ya Allah, we beg of you to allow us to die in a good place. Ya Allah, we dealt with Suratul Hajj. Ya Allah, allow all the believing men and the believing women with a sincere desire to fulfill their Hajj. Ya Allah, open up the way for us. Allow us to grant, allow us to, to be there on Arafah. Allow us to be from among those who are granted your forgiveness on Arafah. Ya Arhamar Rahimeen. Ya Allah, as you, as you cause some people to die upon Iman, we ask that you make us from among them. As you cause people to be resurrected upon iman, we ask you to make us from among them. Ya Allah, we ask that you gather us with the believers in the day of Qiyamah. We ask that you gather us with Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa on the day of Qiyamah. Ya Allah, the terrors of the day of Qiyamah. Ya Allah, they are so horrible, Ya Rabb. Ya Allah, they are so terrifying, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we know that you mention all of these things in your Quran so that we can be inspired to avoid them at all cost. Ya Allah, we are weak, Ya Rabb. We beg of you for your assistance so that we can live such lives that will completely and utterly avoid those terrors on that day. Ya Allah, we ask that you make us from among those who are shaded underneath your arsh on that day. Ya Allah, we ask that we can be reunited with our loved ones whom we had lost, those who led the way in faith and iman. Ya Allah, our parents and our grandparents, the husbands who lost their wives, and the wives who lost their husbands, and the parents who lost their children, Ya Allah resurrect us with our loved ones under your arsh on the day of Qiyamah. Allow us to enter into Jannah as happy, loving families. Allow us to be with Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wa in Jannah. Allow us to be with the Sahaba in Jannah. Allow us to be with the Anbiya and the Mursaleen in Jannah. Ya Ar-Rahman Rahimeen. We beg of you in this month of Ramadan to grant our du'as to be accepted. Ya Ar-Rahman Rahimeen. وصلى اللَّهُ عَلَى سَيِّدِنَا مُحَمَّدٍ النَّبِيِّ الْأُمِّيِّ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ وَبَارَكَ وَسَلَّمْ سُبْحَانَ رَبِّكَ رَبِّ الْعِزَّةِ عَمَّا يَصِفُونَ وَسَلَامٌ عَلَى الْمُرْسَلِينَ وَالْحَمْدُ لِلَّهِ رَبِّ الْعَالَمِينَ السَّلَامُ عَلَيْكُمْ ورحمه اللَّهِ وَبَرَكَاتُهُ